Hey there, this is Katie Chute. I'm a coach for highly motivated professionals and leaders who wish to elevate their careers and lives. I help them unleash their potential and stand in their strength. I'm a believer that courage is the key to transformational change in every area of our lives, our work, leadership, and our communities. This podcast is Choosing Courage, where we get curious about what it takes to live with guts and heart. Hey there, welcome back to the Holistic Courage series, where I explore courage and the connection to mind, body, and spirit. For this episode, I'm with Christina McFadden, a leadership coach and experiential facilitator, to talk about somatics in coaching. Christina specializes in executive presence, group dynamics, and identifying verbal and nonverbal communication patterns while helping leaders become aware of their impact. Through her over 15 years of experience in leadership and as a facilitator, she's helped multiple leaders and teams develop skills that support rapid growth. My relationship with Christina goes back to my coaching certification with Coactive Training Institute. During my certification, Christina was my personal coach. And let me just say, she is on the short list of people who have changed my life. My sessions with Christina were always so profound and eye-opening. I learned so much about myself and changes I wanted to make. And then the best part, I made them happen. It was in these sessions that Christina introduced me to the power of somatic coaching, which is an approach that moves the learning out of your head and into your body. I invited Christina to the podcast so she could teach you more about somatics. But what I didn't expect happen was I got to have a free coaching session. This kind of just happened and we decided to roll with it because Christina and I both know how powerful it is to hear a demonstration of coaching so you can really witness the transformation taking place. Pay attention to the shifts that are happening. Listen to the change in the tone of my voice and my pacing and how my speech pattern changes. You can really sense the transformation taking place. It's just so cool. Now let's welcome Christina. Christina, thank you so much for being here with us today. This is such a treat for me because I get to be the one asking you the questions for the first time in our relationship. (laughs) True. Yeah, yeah. So um, can you give us a little bit of information about the work you do? Hmm. Yeah, well, it is funny that you're asking me questions. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, after uh, so, um, what do I do? Yeah, so I am a leadership coach, and I'm trained in many different modalities, along uh, with the Coactive Training Institute, the uh, Strozzi's Institute. I've studied with Wendy Palmer, a Conscious Leadership Group. Studied with them, so I, I have a lot of these different things I bring together into my work as a leadership coach. And then, of course, as you know, a big part of that that is improv which is really cool because when you bring somatics and embodiment in it, improv, that is like, it's just such a natural fit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what I've brought you here today to talk about is somatics and embodiment. And I would love to hear from you. What exactly is that? And how does that relate to coaching? Mm. Well, I'm sure there's some dictionary meaning. So I'm going to tell you what it Uh means to me. 
Perfect. Uh, somatics for me means like this um, understanding that there is a current way that I am showing up in my body and in my space and that t- to do the work around starting to understand what that is for me and then no- noticing like that I can shift. I think we can often maybe get like a little like this is who I am or where I am. And somatics gives the opportunity for to work with the body to find how how I want to sh- show up differently, how I want to shift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my experience with it is you were really one of the first people that I've um, that I've seen this from as a coach and in general. And I found such powerful transformation in just these small little micro movements or big movements as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just changes so much that you can't do with your head. You can't think your way through some of these changes, but you can feel your way through them. Yeah, yeah. And you can build muscle memory because that's what we're so working off of is the memory of our body. And so uh, it makes me think of immediately one I've just invented recently. Because uh, in what I mean, invented, meaning it, like I just made it up, right? Which is like working with someone who is uh, getting a lot of negative feedback from someone. And so I've actually literally asked them to start turning their head while we practice right? Turning their head away and then just noticing the information going by has nothing to do with that. So we look at it and we're like, oh, wow, look, it go by. And then we actually started playing with that. And we would kind of like practice with each other, saying things that the other person would let by. And you start to notice that if you can energetically with your body, not absorb all the words, it has an impact in the conversation. And we just got that from playing around as a coaching client. So fun. I'm so glad it had an impact on you too. Oh, absolutely. And I've learned so much and I apply it so much to my clients, like the work that I do with my clients. You know, I just want to ask you all about that right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll give you one example because I use this in the, in a podcast. Um, So in my, one of my recent podcast episodes, I was around heart centered living. And so at the end, I was asking a question to the audience about, um, oh gosh, what was it? Um, something about like, what's possible? And I asked them to put their hand on their heart and then ask the question. And I find that, and that's where I got that from you, was when you put your hand on your heart and you answer some of these really powerful thought-provoking questions, you know what that answer is. Gosh, that, uh, that reminds me, I know we're kind of already going into stories here, but that reminds me of, um, I, I, you know, I I made that up with a, I always make this stuff up. I made this up with a client and, uh, I remember, I I don't remember the decision I had to make, but I remember I was torn and I knew that the way in was to put my hand on my heart and I refused to do it for like two days because I was scared of what the answer was going to be. And so I finally, finally got the guts, the courage to put my hand on my heart and listen. And my heart said, either one. It doesn't, you know, you're either way. And I was like, that's what I've been putting off. (laughs) (laughs) And then did your brain have to go ahead? Oh, I was gonna say, and then did your brain have to figure out what to do? Or did your body know what to do? Oh, that's such a, what I remember was a relief because I was so convinced that there was a right and a wrong choice. And all of a sudden, when the pressure of not being right was dissipated, it just like, oh, which one do I want? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. I want rather than what's right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I couldn't get that with the brain. I couldn't get that with like the solving, but I yeah. want the simplicity. And the, what I say about when you talk to your heart, it is unbelievably simple what it's going to say. If you're willing to hear and listen, and if you're hearing long sentences or other things, that's actually not your heart. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You would always catch me when I would start to get into my head and you'd be like, uh, 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 you're doing it again. Uh, 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 you're doing it again. <laughs> oh, you know what? We might have to coach you live. Oh, let's do it. Okay, cool. Let's yeah. do a couple things and then we'll do that. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I would love that. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's well, why you let's... invited me now. Oh, like, free, coaching what, free coaching session? Free coaching. Always. <laughs> we could make you like a monthly uh, guest. Yeah. 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 Just I so I could have some free coaching. That's great. I'm down. Right, I'm great. down. We'll, we'll come back to that. Let's do that. Okay, sweet. Um, so, yeah. So let's go more into this, too, about like the idea of your head trying to put logic behind things. Oh, well, can you feel it? Uh, maybe you can even feel it just noticing me, but like when you're saying that, like I'm in my head and my energy is getting narrower. I'm trying to figure it out. And all of a sudden, instead of seeing what's possible, I'm, I'm trying to solve. And what I, when I, when I get into that state of narrowness, um, I start shutting things down. I'm not, I'm not listening to my whole body. My shoulders are coming in. My feet are getting tighter. There's a way where I'm like, what's the answer here? And that's like, that's a very... Uh, limiting place. Whereas if I, um, if you ask the question again, I'll, I'll try to answer from a different place. So will you, will you answer it one more time? Um, gosh, let's see if I can remember it. Um, I think it was um, something about like, make, what's make, the challenge yeah. with being logical and rationalizing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what gets so in the I way? Even, what gets in the I way? I even mm-hmm. notice that you're asking that from your head. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to, I'm going to uh-huh. shift into just looking at my body. My body is like, uh, my body just actually, the question is like, uh, what is about rational? It, yeah. It, uh, it's slower somatics, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm checking in my body here. It's not as full. Like I can notice that wherever I'm about to answer this question from is a much more wide, taller place. And I have more resources when I tap into this full me versus heading back up to that head, which I'm just doing right now. You can even tell my voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the minute I do it, my heart's like, come back. <laughs> uh, this place, my head are trying to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Proving it. So what are some of the things we can do when to recognize when we're getting in our head? Because it's such a default. Yeah. You know, we've well, been like, taught like, that. Mm-hmm. The likelihood is you are in your head listening to this right now. Uh, and you and I are talking from our heads right now. So it, the the big shift, right, will be if we shift our hearts. So let's just try it, you and I. Okay. <clears throat> now, if we shift into a place of um, being in our hearts, it's an invitation for others. What are you noticing when I invite you to be in your heart? I stopped looking at my notes. What else? And I'm noticing more about your facial expressions. Mm. 
And I'm also working not to slip into my head. Yeah. And I'm remembering too. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, keep going. Oh, this is reminding me of a conversation I had yesterday about the difference. So between you just went up to your head. And, did, did, okay. did you notice yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right. I'll, I'll so you found a way back. to get into your head by remembering yeah. the story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm connecting with the difference between balance and harmony. And what's possible with balance and harmony? Well, balance is active and it's a, it's something that you have to work on and do. And harmony pull is yourself, a way of Pull being. yourself back down. Pull okay. yourself back down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Notice, because uh, there's a little bit about trying to get it right. So just notice what's balance yeah. when you're in your body. We, we've started it's, coaching if you haven't noticed. I know. <laughs> Let's name it, right? Yeah. Um, so balance in my body is... Take a breath before you answer mm-hmm. and find your way in. I do know you well. I can... <laughs> mm-hmm. You do. What's balance from here? Balance is an... It's active equilibrium. And what was the second word? Harmony. Yeah. And just notice what harmony is here. Find your toes, like wiggle your toes. Mm-hmm. Just pull yourself all the way in. What's harmony? Harmony is peace. Yeah. So just notice, even when you're uh, connected, it's like, it's simpler. Mm-hmm. One word answer. Doesn't always have to be, but yeah. I'm noticing mm-hmm. for you, like there is just the simplicity is showing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, it's the muscle memory. Yeah. So if I can remember that and do that muscle memory, then in those moments when I need harmony instead of balance, wow. I can connect to that. Yeah, you you've literally just made a strategy for yourself. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. practice one more time for fun. Okay. All right. Find, find, uh, find balance again. Find for that. So now you, 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 you got a felt sense of it. Now mm-hmm. I want you to notice mm-hmm. a little bit more when you head in and find balance. So I'm going to explain for people what I'm doing yeah. just yeah. because they can't see me. So I'm shifting my weight back and forth mm-hmm. from my left to my right, left to my right, left to my right, and then slowing down and just kind of like a pendulum until I stop. Mm. And that's and balance you, to me. Yeah. And what do you notice about balance? It still has tension because if I start to lean to the left, I have to Uh self-correct. If I start to lean to the right, I have to self-correct and come back to center. What's the benefit of noticing balance? You always put your hand on your heart to get closer in. Okay. Hmm. I think the benefit of balance is the ability to see both sides to things. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I notice when you say that I'm relieved mm. that, that in that I came tension, up with an answer. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was already talking to you just, just in my brain. I was letting you know mm. that like, give up, give up thinking about being a good podcast. Like let that go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause I was like, Oh, let's let that go. Well, let's just be with what is. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. But when you said that, when you said there was a tension, and then when you said that it's this, this, it's actually the special superpower to hold both. Mm-hmm. Like there was a relief mm-hmm. in my body of like, yeah, that's why balance is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so notice, even when you taught me that way, right? You just taught me what you're thinking. The impact on me is it relaxes me even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I 
I feel harmony yeah, as yeah. it's not the side to side finding an equilibrium. It's yeah. just a like sitting in your seat. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens when you sit in your seat? You you connect with everything. You connect from the floor. You connect with your butt. You connect with yeah. your spine. It's whole. Huh. It's not two parts. It's one. Cool. Yeah. So just notice you've just come up with some muscle memory for you around the word balance and harmony. What's what's valuable in that for you? I think the value would be, and again, I'm, I know I'm going into my head with this a little bit. As long as you know, as long as you know, right? Yeah. That's the benefit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. So the the benefit of it would be if I'm in a situation where I am a stressor or triggers something, it's happening, I can choose, do I want balance or do I want harmony? Yeah, or what's needed. And yeah. how do I get there? And how do I get yeah. there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've literally just made up for yourself, in my mind, this place of like, you could find balance in you and notice, like, you could literally like notice the two things in you in your body mm-hmm. and notice mm-hmm. what shows up. Mm-hmm. Or if you're feeling wanting harmony and connection to notice like, okay, if I can get connected with myself, that's going to open up how I have harmony in the outside world. We just made that up for you. Thank you. Thank you. This is a sneaky way of getting a free coaching session. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fun to listen back and see what it it sounds like. Yeah. And uh, I make up, people are going to benefit from hearing the difference in between the head and the heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having an example of it. Yeah. And actually maybe the invitation Mm -hmm. will be, when they're listening to it is to like, even invite, like invite themselves in Mm -hmm. to see Mm -hmm. what happens when they listen from their body. Mm, I don't want to move on. Oh yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's, let's follow that. Let's follow that, that urge and notice what do you want? I do want to give to the people listening. Like I don't Mm -hmm. want to selfishly take this as a free coaching session. Oh, well let's, let's be really clear though. Okay. Because uh, like, just like uh, where I teach at CTI, mm-hmm. th- watching people get coached is actually really beneficial. That's true. So rem- That's true. remember right. that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, then let's, let's move with that. Let's go with that. And mm-hmm. I, something that I've been aware of and mm-hmm. growing with, and I, I touched on this a little bit when I was talking about what's the benefit of the balance and harmony, is the difference between responding and reacting. Okay. And to me, a reaction is instinctual, it's habitual. And a response is, um, a response is intentional. Uh-huh. And a reaction is, is almost involuntary. And what I find so fascinating about somatics and this embodiment work is that it teaches you how to be responsive rather than reactive. Mm. Yeah, I would say it it, it helps bring awareness that I'm being reactive, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because reactive is going to happen when we're hungry, tired, cranky, someone, something, you know, that when we and we're not in choice so we're, we're not even like listening we're just headed back to that lizard brain stay safe find safety dignity and belonging uh i need to protect myself and then responding 
I'm building on what you on you said here. Uh, responding for me is um, I, I would even say it a little differently, which would be to respond in choice, to notice what's important for me, right? Uh, to 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 take away that feeling that I'm unsafe or that things need it, like that reactive place. No, and and check in with my body and know that I am safe. I I do belong. I I I have dignity. And then all of a sudden, a place to respond from my body is relaxed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And doing practices of somatic can help me build that muscle memory of, of being able to come back to center, being able to come back to myself. Because reactive is leaving and, and, and actually heading outside. It's like mm-hmm. a protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to somebody talk about this and she was saying how her reaction is usually with um, aggression or defensiveness. And mm-hmm. so she was in she was in a conversation with someone or it was with a colleague and the colleague is was constantly doing things like belittling or um, mm-hmm. doing other aggressive comments and just not being collaborative. And so her instinctual reaction would also be to be aggressive towards it, to be, to be, um, mm-hmm. combative and yeah. through somatics, she learned, like you said, to center mm-hmm. and then decide what action to take. Yeah. Rather right. than just and, instinct. And it changed the relationship with this person yeah. dramatically. Yeah, it does. And I want to build on that because basically what you're describing is fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Right. And, and, and I have this card from uh, Hendrix, uh, just another, another place I've studied with, uh, which you can't, the listeners can't see, but we'll, we'll discuss it. But it literally shows you uh, that if you are in fight, right, if that's the place you go, like this woman, if you're in fight, you literally take your body and you ooze with it. Hmm. And this is a practice that you can do to help start training yourself that, you know, like if I'm getting into like, I'm going to, you're like to actually take the moment and just ooze with my body to shift away from the fight to see what's really there. Like you've hurt my feelings or this is what I need, right? Get to the, what's really ha- needs to happen. Or if you're so, freezing, ooh, right? Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's just, so oozing is a somatic response, something you can do to practice. It's a physical thing to do to practice. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like mm-hmm. wiggling in your body, oozing. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if you freeze, which means you, by, by definition, you shut down, right? You can't move. It's, then you wiggle, right? So you're just like wiggling. And these are things you can practice and, you know, play in the safety of your own home to notice if you're freezing, if you feel stuck. How, and even if it's just moving or wiggling your fingers or your toes, right? Just to remind yourself, I'm here, I'm safe. I, I am frozen, but I, you know, I'm safe. And then the other two people like to know, so if you're flea, right, if you're a runner from things, like you just, I can't stick around in the same room, I got to go, right? Then the, 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 uh, the, this is the, she calls them fear melters. The, the, the one for that is to actually do a sumo wrestling position, like get grounded and deep in your body so that you can stay. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then if you, uh, if you faint, is the way she does it, um, then you get love scoops. Get a love on yourself. Aww. Say more to fainting. Say more to fainting because I've not. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. And there's also uh, pleasing too. But uh, 
which she doesn't have on her card, but fainting is like, uh, how, how is it different than freezing? Maybe you're saying freezing. I might, uh, not know what to say, but I'm here and fainting might be like, boom, just like pass like literally like the conversation you just, you, you pass Stone out walls. of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's self-love is the way out of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can practice these and fight, if you can start to see your own habits, right, your own reaction. So what you were talking about, if I can notice how I respond when I, when I feel fearful and I can start to, to help my body can help me remind me that like, Oh, you want to run? Get into sumo. This will help you. Right. Or I can just imagine it. I don't know. But, but if I, and if I practice it with my body, it will help bring that memory to me. Even if the moment I feel like I want to flee from a work thing, I literally can be like, all right, just sumo this. And what happens is that you relax your nervous system. And then you get to be exactly where you were talking about is responding. Love it. I love it. Now, how is this different? Or is this the same as you know, the power pose TED talk that came out several years ago, that was such a, you know, yeah, huge how impact on people? Well, I, I, I think they're similar, right? I think hers was, I don't remember it specifically. So feel free to correct me. But hers was more of like, a make it to you kind of fake it till you make, make it till you fake moment. it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so really it's the same idea you're training your body to say like when i'm in this pose like this brings a confidence for me like i i'm this is this is what this reminds me of i can do this i I, ha- I have what it takes and you're literally just bringing that into your body right if you if, even mm-hmm. if you try even as i'm doing i have my hands on my side yeah I'm i am too like, yeah uh-huh. yeah you're just like oh my yeah. gosh I, I got this right it's amazing how, how much information I can get from my body being in a certain position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I read something recently that said um, you have to do an action, you know, a repetition 300 times before it feels like your own, like you've got it, you know, 300 mm-hmm. golf swings before you feel like you can swing a club, but yeah. it takes 3000 times for you to master it. Yeah. Huh. That's uh, the other way I've heard that is like if you, you know, 10,000 hours, right? Once you've been yeah, your yeah, job 10, for 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that though. Uh, three, yeah, that 3,000. Um, I mean, that's why we practice uh, whether, you know, like if it were a fear melter, whether it was that you meditated or practice grounding, like that, there's a way that you, if you practice that, it's helping to educate your body on how to return back to yourself. I'm not much of a meditator. It's never, I mean, you could tell I'm like wiggling this whole call. I am a wiggler <laughs> by all means. I wiggle beyond belief. I sit on a ball. I, kind of, I play with my rings. Uh, so for me, I, I do this thing every night where I, I do, uh, I just notice my chakras, right? I run through them and I actually do it in the shower. It's super, I do, it takes maybe two minutes and it's so fun to watch the progress of this. Cause this is something I never thought I'd do. It's so fun to watch the progress of how I started and this felt difficult and challenging. And now, you know, I think I'm six months in, it's like, it's natural and it's quicker. And so it's like, you're, it's, you know, you're 3000 times. It's like, and I have this to come home to, to remind me to return to myself, to find myself in choice. And the more I practice 
owning my space and being in my, my, my body, the more choice I will be out in the world. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Now, while we wrap up, I'm going to be um, a little selfish again and get some more free coaching oh, yeah. from you. So let's take some, take people through the experience of, I see something I do that I want to change, but I don't have awareness as to what's happening. All I know is something is wrong and I want to fix it. And we can come up with an example for that and then yeah. role play or I can. Yeah. So to be clear, I'm going to repeat it back mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Uh, let's just make it you in this case to just. Okay. Okay. Yeah. To talk so, to the person. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, I'll pick one if you want. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking of um, work situations, right? So um, I used to work with clients and um, this was in my design career. So not as a coach. Yeah. And I had some clients who were pretty belittling. And my response was freeze and please. And I knew what my response was, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to change. Mm. I'm, I'm much better now. I figured it out, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'd like to walk through that. So if there yeah. are other people out there with the same, same thing, let's walk through that. So how do you self-identify yeah. and help? Well, they remind me of, of, uh, of the, uh, of the five steps I, I butcher out of this poem, which is on my website. If you want to know who it is, cause I'm not going to remember the top of my head. Uh, Step one, you're in a hole and you didn't know it, right? So you don't even know you want to change. Step two, you're walking down the street and you fall in the hole. That means leaving this conversation, you are going to continue to do that. Although you've, you've maybe had a moment of realization and uh, you may not even, and you could even be like, oh God, I don't have control. This isn't even mine. Yet. Like, so you're still there, but you're starting to see it a little bit. Step three, you're walking down the street and you're going to see the hole. That means more where you're describing, I think, Katie, right? It's like, I can tell that I'm doing this, right? And you're, and you go to the meeting and you fall in the hole, like you still do it, right? So that's, and this is the sweet spot of change because only once you get to this point can actually change happen. Uh, It's, it's, I remember reading this, this book around change uh, and they talked about a smoker, right? Like a smoker, quitting a smoker, a smoke, that's my dyslexia. When a smoker quits, they've actually had to ponder this. You know, it's pretty rare that someone just wakes up and decides to quit, right? They've been thinking about the benefits and da, da, da. And then they wake up one day and they quit, but they've ha- likely had these thoughts. So to know that you, you, you have to go through this process of change. So, st- so step three. So that's where you're asking for help is like, how do I then start doing things? Well, you get to experiment. Right. You get to look at micro change moments. You get to prepare to fail. And, and ways that you can do that somatically is you might, um, well, let's just come up with a bunch of ideas. You might write down what you noticed in your body while it was happening. Right. You might come up with a way that you want to be in those moments so that you have something to start. Like we just did with balance and harmony. Right. You might notice like, actually, I want balance and harmony. Great. Let's try out and see what that looks and feels like. Um, you might notice that, uh, when those moments happen, that there's memories that show up or something that's, that's, that's like a story there for you. You might get to do some exploring around that. Uh, you might get a coach <laughs> that helps you explore that. Um, what else happens in that moment? I don't know. Those are, those are quick ideas. Um, 
it's really, it's, it's, it's what I, what I'm noticing is it's not comfortable because what you're, what we're asking or suggesting you do is actually something you're not doing. So you've got to be willing to be a little uncomfortable if you're wanting the change. And I think that's can be hard for folks because it's unknown. You know, you don't know exactly how it's going to work. And so to bring that in and be willing to, to try things on is where I would help you put your mindset as a next step. Um, oh, one more. And this comes from Wendy Palmer. I love all the name dropping I'm doing today, by the way. I mean, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, uh, so Wendy Palmer, she, this is one of the first things you, you learn when you work with her, but she every year has a word that she chooses that just helps her remind her to come back to herself. And the one, uh, I've worked with many teachers that have trained with her, and the one that they always use as the first place, which you don't have to use, but it's like their example is ease. And to just notice when you say the word ease, what shows up? And what would it be? And so you let your body feel that in. So let's both try it. Okay. Ease. All right, let a little bit. And as you let that into your body and notice what ease feels like, and that knowing this is a place you can visit anytime, you can then ask yourself, what would it be like to have a little bit more of this in my life? What would it be like to have a little bit more ease? And Wendy, and maybe she's updated her story since I've last seen her, did this every day for a year. And then mm. she changes the word for the next year and notices what she wants a little bit more in her life of. So this is a bigger picture, right? Because somatics is that bigger picture. And so we, when we take you back down into that advertising or the, the, the design job, all of a sudden you've had some practices that have supported you. So when you get into that moment, you're like, what would it be like to have a little bit more ease right now? And you're just expanding what's possible versus that narrowing of I'm going to freeze. I notice what we're talking about is a little abstract. I get that. And it is a leap of faith to, to, to move to your body. Well, we're so disconnected in so many ways with just the way our lives are, you know, sitting down in front of a computer screen all day and you, you know, how many of us actually exercise every day? I know I don't exercise every day. You know, I don't, I don't do yoga every day. I find sometimes I sit in front of this computer for hours and hours at a time. Well, and then, and then for me, I pick up my phone. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then, or get I mean, in the if car. Phone were and exercise. Then, if, yeah. if, if a cell phone were exercise, I would be in like five, six hours a day of exercise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's, it is a leap of faith in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Doing it's requiring different. you to do something different, requiring you to listen. And it is so much easier to stay in the noise. It's an easier place to stay. It's easier to stay just freezing every time at that job because it doesn't take any effort. It's painful, uncomfortable, but you didn't have to change. And if you're really wanting something to change, you've got to be willing to try something and willing to fail at it and willing to use your, if you want to use somatics, use your body to get a different message. Because if you can listen with your body and make change in a way that you're using your body to help support that, it's, it's, it's so much easier because then you can change the shape of things. But if you're using the same walk every single day to get to places and being like, I can't believe nothing's changing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing will. But if you can shift the way you walk, maybe it's slower. Maybe it's to the side more. 
right? I mean, that's, we're using this metaphorically, but that's what somatics is. It's like just starting to notice how you, how I might work with my body differently to get the change I want. And we didn't even get into trauma. Like that's part two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the second episode, right? Yeah. That's totally. my next free coaching session. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Christina. Well, this has been just a pleasure to talk with you. And I've learned so much both about the practice and also about myself. And I know this is going to be so valuable to so many people. So thank you so much. Uh, thank, well, you're very welcome. And uh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Don't you just love her? And you can see what I mean about the transformative power of somatics. I've brought these approaches into the work I do with my clients, and it's amazing to see the immediate shift that takes place once you connect to your body. And like Christina mentioned, it's building that muscle memory so that even in stressful situations, you can respond in choice and with confidence and integrity. When I look at this through the lens of holistic courage, I see possibilities open up. I see it as a way to take action, even when we're in fear, and more specifically, to take action that resonates with our whole selves, our mind, body, and spirit. As we wrap up, I invite you to reflect on the lessons Christina has shared and try something on. Maybe it's a fear response or connecting with your heart or finding a word like ease that you'd like to bring more of into your life. Or maybe it's something entirely different. Whatever it is, I want you to play with it and just notice what's happening in your body. I want you to really connect and get in touch with what's showing up for you in this moment. Memorize that feeling. And as you go about your day, your week, I want you to reconnect with your body and with this feeling. And then notice what's changing. What new wisdom is this revealing? Come to my website, imchoosingcourage.com for more information about somatic and some self-led practices you can take to bring more awareness and choice in your life. And reach out on Instagram at katietukecoaching to connect and share what you've learned. Thanks for listening. This is Katie Tute, and I'm Choosing Courage. Courage.